The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele, and we're going to start off with something that was a little bit worrying. I guess it was over the weekend. Jackie Chan was trending on Twitter. That's good. And I got a bit worried because we haven't heard from Jackie in a while. Uh, It turns out he's fine. A lot of people were actually just tweeting, happy birthday to Jackie Chan. Um, the problem with that is Jackie Chan's birthday is in April and we're in August. Well, that is so a problem. you got the A part right. <laughs> I thought maybe it was because his protege, Maggie Q, is in the new film, The Protege, which I won't be reviewing because I decided I ain't going to go to the theater. But we'll get to that. It's, it's not a bad idea. I I think it also has something to do with the Shang-Chi trailer because he's tied in with – I think he's tied with the star of that, whose name I have not committed to memory yet. And a lot of people have said, ooh, it looks like a Jackie Chan movie. Or in that it's got a lot of uh, Kung because it Fu. Has, because it has martial arts action, it looks like because a Jackie Chan Because there's martial arts involved. It doesn't, I guess. It, it, no, actually, it doesn't look anything like a Jackie Chan movie. Uh, there aren't any wild stunts of someone jumping off a building and or you know, water skiing behind a hovercraft. I mean, like, no, it does not look like a Jackie Chan film. With like, a broken foot. I remember that one. Yeah, exactly. It's like, stop with the bullshit. It, it, I mean, it looks like a Jackie Chan film. No, it doesn't. For Christ's sake. Have you not <laughs> seen anything other than a Jackie Chan film in your life? Holy sh... Holy snow peas. Yeah, I don't want to say the other thing, which there is... There you go. God dang, man. Uh, Maggie Q, also not in the Bond movie, even though her name is Q. I'm I'm just saying. She would have been excellent Q. She'd be a badass Q. Oh, my God. That would have been great. But uh, there is actually some No Time to Die news in that there are allegedly no more delays. It's coming to a theater. And in the same article I saw this, it said, or are there? Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, sure. Sure it is. (laughs) It turns out that absolutely no one has any idea when or if this movie is going to come out. Um, The one thing they could conclude was that no matter what, the studio is unlikely to recoup its $250 million budget, much less the tens of millions they were planning in advertising. Well, that would be a hard job to begin with, even in a non-pandemic situation. I mean... That's a big recoup. That's a five hundred well, million dollar box office pull. Here, here's a big question: Do you think this means that COVID actually killed Bond completely? Mm, close. Close. Yeah, I think it's going. I think there's going to be a considerable delay before we get another one. Indeed. Especially we don't since we don't even have a Bond right now. Uh, Daniel Craig said, "Yep, yeah, I'm done. Thank you. Bye." Well, he might as well be since they're never going to release the the last one he did. They will eventually. Uh, yeah, the release pattern, the whole – I mean, I hope it comes out, but I, I'm much more hopeful that we will actually be able to go to films safely. That's the big thing that I'm concerned about. And, and talking about release patterns and will this come out, and there's more Black Widow news. Uh, now Disney is touting that they have pulled in $125 million in revenue from the temporary rental of Black Widow. On Disney Plus, which again, you have to subscribe to Disney Plus, you fork over $29.99, and you can watch Black Widow as often as you want, unless, of course, you decide not to subscribe to Disney Plus anymore, in which case your 30 bucks investment is down the drain, which is stupid as hell. 
Granted, it's it's not that much money. It's just the it's really the principle behind it. Thirty bucks. Yeah, I I understand that maybe a lot to a lot of people. It's but. a thirty dollar rental. It's not a thirty dollar yeah. purchase. That's the freaking problem. Typically, you can you'll buy films for thirty dollars or twenty five or twenty. A thirty dollar rental is like nah, man, screw off. So. And, of course, it's interesting that they're bragging about that because, of course, they're in the middle of a lawsuit, as we talked about with Scarlett Johansson suing them because <clears throat> that release pattern robbed her of money. And Disney clapped back by saying, well, we gave you $20 million. And her point is, rightly so, I'm supposed to profit from a percentage of the gross. You have diverted a percentage of the gross. And that part – and you can say, okay, that's your fault. That's the fault of your agent. But who exactly expected simultaneous releases of films online and at the theater? Nobody. We, we got to remember that this film was done. The contract was signed before this COVID thing kicked off. Exactly. So so them bragging that they've pulled in one hundred and twenty five million dollars. And we did the math before about, OK, Disney officially allows you to share your account. Not not, oh, we won't talk about it if you don't, officially allows you to share your account with eight other independent ISPs. Most people who have Disney Plus are have families. So figure that's four sets of eyeballs on eight accounts. That's 30 people that are not going to see this film because they can watch it as often as they want. That's a huge impact on the box office. That's phenomenal. So you think she should be suing? Hell yes. I don't care if she made $20 million. She's not the one signing the check. The people signing the check have a lot more money. You yeah. know, Disney's come under fire because they are graciously paying bonuses to the creators of the content that they're making literally billions of dollars on. And they're giving them an extra check. They don't have to. And they don't because they these were all works for hire when they signed their contract with Marvel back in the day, which is that's how work does. You know, yeah. you don't own the property. So it's cool that Disney's doing that. But you know what? They're they're cutting $5,000 checks. Hey, Jim Starlin, you created Thanos. That's really cool. We only made, like, what was it, $1.2 billion off <laughs> in-game alone. And we're going to give you $5,000. Thanks for the character. You could probably pay him a little bit more. Yeah, granted, you don't have to do anything. Seriously, you wouldn't have a freaking movie if it wasn't for him. And and they're doing this over and over and over. And, you know, they're, they're doing this as a public relations thing. See how cool they are? You know, we're so kind. We don't have to do this. It's like $5,000. And some of the artists and writers aren't accepting it because that's a huge slap in the face. And it is. What the hell is $5,000 going to do for him? That's Compared almost insulting at that point, the, really. It's absolutely insulting, for Christ's sake. I I don't know offhand, but I'm guessing the MCU has reined in, I don't know, $18 billion with a B. 15 for sure. And they're handing out $5,000 checks to show their appreciation for the people who created, who created those characters. Without them, none of this exists. None of it. Because look at some of the crap they come up when they're left to their own devices. Haunted Mansion, anybody? I mean, come on. So you want some good Marvel news? I do have some, some I do. good Marvel news. I do want some good Marvel news. That would be lovely. Well, the Eternals may not be getting a hybrid release, but it might. We're not real sure yet. They'll get back to us. But they did release the final trailer for it. Indeed. Which has a bit of a plot. And it looks yes. good. 
It looks really good. It looks really good. I I, I was looking forward to this last year when it was supposed to come <laughs> yeah. out. But and just think, someday we may see a trailer for Spider-Man: Far From Home, um, or not whatever the hell the name of the movie one is. But yeah, the I'm really glad that now we have a concept of what the hell the plot is for the Eternals because the other trailers were just like, ooh, cool eye candy, cool actors and actresses, but. What the hell is I, it about? I did like, the, I did like so, the joke at the end of the trailer with the table. <laughs> but it's made of vibranium. No, man, Ikea. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> it does Anthony look really Mackie, good. Uh, Anthony Mackie is signed on to do Captain America 4, which I think is kind of cool. I think that's amazing. He's one of my favorite actors. I love Anthony Mackie. I mean, uh, this, guy, this, guy, this guy has been lighting up the screen since 8 Mile. I mean, as far as I know, probably long before that. But, I mean, he stands out in anything he's in. I love Anthony Mackie. And absolutely, he will make, as long as they have good writers, and Marvel typically does, yeah. uh, Captain America 4 is going to be off the whatever you want to say because it's going to be excellent. I love the I love the whole concept with Anthony Mackie. You know, over there is a chart on a hook, and it could be off of both of them. Yeah, just, just throwing that out. Is it chained uh, down see. too? Other non-Marvel ne- good news: uh, there's a an animated Catwoman coming out uh, next uh, next year. Interesting. Which could be good. Voice uh, actor news a, on that one. I'm sorry. Is there voice actor news on that one? Just curious. There was, but I forgot to write it down. Yeah, just wondered. Um. Let's see, there's other good news in the trailer front. There's a new trailer for uh, the Foundation series, which I thought looked good in the first place. And I've been looking forward to this since I read the book however many millions of years ago. That <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and, and don't get weirded out when you find out it's based on a book that was written in the 30s and 40s. This book actually, it, it spawned. Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor yeah. Who, Battlestar Galactica, all of this stuff. You can, when you read yeah. this book, you can go, there's the Millennium Falcon, there's the Enterprise, there's phasers, there's, you know, whatever. Yeah, it all book, came from this book. It's This, this book is so far forward. It I mean, is. Asimov literally was a genius. And it showed in all of his writing. I mean, like we've talked about before, it's like, please, someday, someone do a series on iRobot. Because, oh my God. How fantastic that would, work. would that be? And the Will Smith movie does not count. It's entertaining, but it's not, it has that's robots not, yes. in it, and that's all. And that's the only similarity. I, I do love the fact that they said they did not say based on; they said inspired by. I'm like, that, thank you for making the distinction because it yeah, was not for based that honesty. on. Yeah, not remotely. Uh, let's see. Although there is some bad news, uh, Netflix released another trailer for yet another He-Man series. <laughs> Uh, okay. This time it's it's CG this time, and it looks weird in that He-Man's head is about the same size as, uh, let's see, uh, uh, his pinky nail. I mean, they, they did some really weird proportions on this. Um, but but there's worse news. Oh, good. Uh, there's a and it, this is from a trailer. There is a trailer for the Frogger game show. Now, you may have heard me mention this a couple of months ago. I remember. Yes. If you remember, exactly. if you remember the show Wipeout, right? Where you uh, got people running an obstacle course, and oh no, they could get knocked into water. You know what? This is the same thing, only with a frogger skin. Right. But 
in this trailer, it says based on the video game from 1980, whatever. And it shows a guy playing a video game at a cabinet and a screenshot of a video game. Neither of which are the original Frogger game. <laughs> That's brilliant. In, the, tr- in the, the, the cabinet he's playing, you see him pushing buttons. The Frogger game didn't have buttons. And no, yeah. player one and player two don't count. It had a joystick, and that's it. Uh, the screenshot of the game they showed looked like it might have... It was like Frogger 3 or something. Not the original Frogger. You bought the rights to it. How hard is it to put it in the trailer? The the only the only thing that would interest me in this is if it has a crossover with Top Gear. Other than that, I don't give a damn about this show. No, no I, I actually, you know, if you run them over with real cars instead of the foam rubber ones, exactly. And had Jeremy Clarkson power sliding it. There you go. Um, but this is going to be on the Peacock Network. Watch it at your own risk. But while we're at it, I did want to bring this up because I found this out after uh, we mentioned the Field of Dreams game. That actually happened uh, last week, or I guess two weeks ago now. Peacock is making a Field of Dreams TV series. Why? That's kind of odd. I mean, the movie was good. I don't see the point in not doing that. Just, just, just going. Here's the movie. You don't need a TV series. It, in in all honesty, I think the movie kind of dragged in places. I'd hate to see what you're going to do with a series of this. Um, anyway, so there's that. And then there's clickbait of the week. I was very interested in seeing this headline. It said, Star Wars Rogue Squadron movie, release date, plot, and characters. And I said, I want to know about this because I want to know if Wedge is in this movie, damn it. <laughs> of course you do. It said the movie is coming out in 2023. We knew this. And it had no idea the date, the plot, or the characters. And that's what it said. We don't know. Who's starring in it? No idea. What's it going to be about? I, I, I don't know, George. You know, it, that's a little odd. There, there, there was nothing in this article. Nothing. Nothing, and it annoyed me greatly. Like uh, like the first movie you wanted to talk about, I, it's apparently annoying a lot of people in that it's a sequel that no one particularly wanted. Yeah, we're going to talk briefly, briefly about Space Jam, A New Legacy. I uh, forced myself to watch it <laughs> because, you know, we watch movies, so you don't, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was surprised. I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was good, but I didn't think it was terrible. <clears throat> now, that being said, the original Space Jam is a beloved film, but but seriously, it's not that good a movie either. I mean, Michael Jordan is a horrible actor. You know, the, the main attraction for that is it's just, oh, it's the interaction of a beloved or renowned or you know, a sports figure who is pretty cool to watch in any situation. And oh, there he is with all these comic characters, and the, the interaction works really well. And, of course, you have the brilliance of Mel Blanc, who has, like, does 17,000 roles in Space Jam, because Mel Blanc. Um, or did he? I don't know. Anyway, the voices are great. So, 
they updated it because they thought, well, you know, okay, we're going to have to have an update and we'll go ahead and we'll have a star. And so they put in one of the NBA's biggest stars by far. And and we're not getting to get, get into the whole thing is like, does he hold up to Michael Jordan's crown, et cetera, et cetera. That's not what this is about. The issue is the movie doesn't hold up. Uh, it's not quite you, you as still funny. Say LeBron, you know. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite just, hold just up. In case as well. anyone somehow missed all the commercials. Yeah, LeBron James is is the star along with Bugs Bunny. Uh, Don Cheadle is a co-star. Um, the plot isn't as good as the original because they throw in a couple little ticks that LeBron's son, who's it's not really LeBron's son, but LeBron's son. Because at least they use actors uh, for the other roles other than LeBron, which is good because LeBron's terrible in this for the most part. Um, you can tell he's an excellent basketball player. Uh, <clears throat> so LeBron's been pushing his son to play basketball. His son just wants to code video games. And so he codes video games. And, they, and an AI played by Don Cheadle kind of subverts him and takes over and is going to take over the world, but LeBron's got to win the game. Otherwise, the AI will take over the world. Don Cheadle does the best he can with what he's given. And, yeah, he does his best with what he has. I'll just say that. He's fun, but, yeah, he needed something to work with. He needed something to work with, and they basically gave him an empty box that used to have a crystal in it. I mean, there's nothing there for that role, so that's tough. The biggest problem I had with this movie, by far, Bugs Bunny doesn't sound like Bugs Bunny. Like, dude, find an actor who sounds like Bugs Bunny, for Christ's sake. It sounds like someone trying to do Bugs Bunny. Most of the character voices, and they have like 15,000 different voice actors in this film – because no one can do the voices like Mel Blanc did. And yeah, I get it. He's been dead for a while. But for Christ's sake, if you're going to try to do this, get someone who sounds like it. Because that immediately pulled me out of the film. Every single time he opened his mouth, it's like, yeah, dude, seriously. And and the Warner product placement, the constant Warner product placement, some of it was fun. Some of it was cute. But I think they're probably... I mean, no exaggeration, there's probably 15, 18 minutes of product placement for other Warner's properties in the film, and that's probably underselling it vastly. Including Clockwork Orange, which was a very odd Yeah, it gets old, and it gets stupid. Um, You know, it's, will kids like it? Yeah, kids will like it, but yeah, this is, it has a 4.4 rating IMDb out of 10, which I'm surprised it's that low, but I can see. I can see why. Uh, by the way, the original has a 6.5, which I'd say is about right, which means huh, it's worth watching. The, the new Legacy, not really. If your kids want to watch it, sure, let them watch it, but do yourself a favor. Walk out of the room before they, they start playing it because it's not worth watching. <laughs> really disappointing. Really, really disappointing. And And that's not on LeBron James' shoulders. I mean, he does about as good a job in this movie as... Michael Jordan did in the original, frankly. But everything else in this movie is a big, big failure. So kids will like it, not so much anybody else. And I mean little kids. And I don't even know if they will like it because I don't know how much they connect with the characters. What do the hell do they know about Bugs Bunny and the rest of it, you know? That's why I raised my kids on Bugs Bunny and Scooby-Doo. So if if they know the characters, 
then they'll enjoy it. But if they don't, yeah, this is a hard pass for sure. Blech. So now that I got that out of my system, now we can talk about real movies. So <laughs> here's a movie that you don't want the kids to watch. Uh, this is on Netflix, just came out this weekend, called Beckett. And it's with two T's. So if you're going to if you do a search and you find Beckett with one T, that's a movie that came out in the 60s with Richard Burton. And yeah, not the right movie. Great movie, but not the right movie. So Beckett is a film starring John David Washington, who, of course, has kind of a famous father. And I'll credit to John David Washington by not going with that name. So he is an American tourist and he's traveling in Greece with his lovely wife. And there's an accident. And he gets caught up in some insane political intrigue and desperately tries to get out of it. So this has a very 70s vibe to it as far as it's basically like a chase film. And some of the the music kind of fits that that time period. It didn't really have that look, that grainy look, which I kind of wish they'd gone with, but that's okay. But he is definitely just a guy. He is not... This, you know, he doesn't turn in. He does not have a specific set of skills, a particular set of skills. He's just trying to stay alive. And it's very well done. He's excellent in this film. It has some very interesting twists. I really, really enjoyed this film. Again, this is on Netflix called Beckett. It's a good drama, good thriller, good action set pieces, has a couple pieces that may be a little unbelievable. But when somebody gets hurt, it looks like they get hurt and they don't magically heal themselves later. They don't forget that, oh, yeah, they broke their arm or whatever happens. It's like, yeah, that kind of carries over as you continue. So very well done. I really, really like Beckett and actually spent more time talking about a movie I don't like than a movie I really do. But Beckett, action, crime, drama, John David Washington, totally worth watching. Excellent flick on Netflix. Highly recommended. And my last trick is a movie I'm only going to recommend for one performance. I don't think the movie is that good, but the performance is really great. Uh, gosh, early, I think earlier this year, we talked about a film that has a very similar premise. And this was an Irish film about... People who it was just this this odd stranger who just came into a police station and maybe had some kind of weird supernatural powers going on because he knew everything that was going on in people's lives and caused really issue some strange issues with everybody. And it was very, very weird and trippy, but pretty much based on this film, which is the one I really want to talk about, which is called The Traveler. This came out in 2010. stars Val Kilmer. He's the only reason to watch it because this thing has huge plot holes, but it's the same concept. <laughs> it's Chris, Christmas Eve. Guy shows up at a police station, confesses to a murder. Exactly the same thing. He can see what these people have done in the past. They wind up doing horrible things and wind up killing themselves, some of them. Exactly the same plot all the way through. Although the second film doesn't even credit this film, which is kind of odd. The second film is much, much better. 
and I can't even find the name of it, and I don't really care that much. But again, this film, The Traveler, not that great. It's on Paramount Plus. If you have Paramount Plus, you can rent it on on Prime. But it's Val Kilmer, and he is excellent in this. He is great. And we just talked about Val last week. And now, by the way, you can catch some uh, on YouTube. You can listen to Val Kilmer's voice, which has been reconstructed by a company that does AI, which used a lot of old film clips of him to reconstruct his voice. So now Val Kilmer can speak again and not sound robotic. It sounds it's a little bit dicey, but it's definitely Val Kilmer. Unless you really focused on it, I don't think he would think that, oh, this came out of a computer. Unlike the voice he is stuck with up until this point, because throat cancer and kind of tends to mess up your vocal cords so yay for val kilmer and yay for val kilmer in the traveler because again not a good movie but if you like val kilmer totally worth watching because he's great in this movie tons of plot holes but yeah he's cool so highly recommend the traveler see actually i went back to a movie that kind of has the same feel to it Actually, everything I watched this week seemed to have that that look at these plot holes. Um, <laughs> I rewatched Jungle Cruise because my wife wanted to see it. And I said, you know what? This really does remind me a lot of The Mummy from 1999, ah. the Brendan Fraser one. Mm-hmm. And so I rewatched that again. And I, we bring that up a lot because it's actually a very it was a, a summer blockbuster. Right. It was a very, very fun movie to watch. It, it had a lot of humor in it. It had a lot of uh, action in it. It had an interesting storyline. But, and this goes along with Jungle Cruise, there is one specific problem I have with The Mummy. And that is at the very beginning of the movie, this is not a spoiler, uh, back in whenever Emotep was mummified, they cursed him. Mm-hmm. With uh, he would stay alive in his sarcophagus while mummified without a tongue. And when he was resurrected, he would be all powerful. What the hell kind of curse <laughs> makes somebody all powerful? If you there's, bring no one, there's no one to talk to for a few thousand years. That would can be kind of crappy. I, they did the same kind of thing in Jungle Cruise where the people there's there's some immortality thing going on there, too. And all of a sudden, they've got powers. Like one has a, one guy has snakes, and one guy has bees, one guy has mud, and I think there's a tree guy too. But yeah, Emotep comes back and is all powerful. Why would you curse someone with that if you ignore that plot part and just go, you know what? This is a fun action adventure movie. It even has one of my favorite lines in it. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it is at the end credits of this show. I've been remixing again. <laughs> See, now you have to stick through the end of the show. Or fast forward either way. We've got movies to get to. We're not there yet. It, it's got some great lines in it. It's got some great action to it. Uh, and if for some reason you haven't seen it yet, watch the 1999 version of The Mummy. Yes, the CG is a bit dated. It's 22, what, 22 years old now? So, it's old. Yeah. It's still a lot of fun. I'm going to highly recommend it. Conversely. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, Yeah, again, this is the We Watch movie, so you don't have to, shtick. I watched G.I. Joe Oregons. 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 G.I. Joe Oregons for Snake Eyes. 
Now, here's your rough premise. A child watches someone kill his dad when he was about seven and vows vengeance. It's now 20 years later, and he's known as Snake Eyes. Doesn't get an actual name, so don't expect that. Known as Snake Eyes because the guy who killed his dad gave his dad a choice. Roll these dice, and if you win, you live. But he got Snake Eyes because the dice were loaded. So his dad got killed. And to me, this is similar to JFK Jr. calling himself Sniper Rifle. I don't understand why you would do this. <laughs> that would be whatever, that would be, man. That would be bad. I'm just saying it didn't. It still doesn't make any sense. Anyway, the Yakuza gets involved about halfway through the movie. We do get references to Cobra. So there is a because about that point, I was thinking there should have been a G.I. Joe tie in at this point. Oh, there it is. Uh, shortly after that, we get Scarlet, who is one of the original Joes from the TV series. And I'm saying TV series because, to me, it was more than a cartoon, but less than an animated series. Kind of in this weird middle ground that a lot of stuff did in the 80s. Anyway, Scarlet, unlike Snake Eyes, gets a name and a rank. It's not just Scarlet anymore. It's Major Scarlet O'Hara. Boy, would mm. I like to be making that up. Mm. Regardless, there are the, the, there. These are the worst things about the movie as a whole. They do follow the trope of ninjas being able to jump in ways that would make Michael Jordan jealous. See, he came up again. <laughs> LeBron would be proud too. Uh, there's a lot of superhero posing. No one in um, no one who has a gun in this movie has ever heard of the concept of aiming. Um. It's an action-adventure movie. This is not supposed to win Oscars or BAFTAs or gold, Golden Globes or whatever. It's a fun, action, summertime, would-be tentpole if we had real theaters movie. And it kind of works. It's not bad. We do get some uh, some toy promotion in it. Uh, G.I. Joe is never mentioned by name, but someone does say Yo Joe at some point for absolutely no reason that I was able to figure out. Because it wasn't Scarlet. So... Why would anyone else say that? Whatever. Um, but yeah, you get some of the action figures. Scarlet's there. Uh, the Baroness is in it. Snake Eyes, of course. Storm Shadow. And possibly Zartan. You can't really tell. Um, but this isn't really a two-hour ad for the toys. But it is a good reboot for the movie franchise. Because if they'd done the, done the first one like this, the franchise might have gone considerably better than it did. Uh-huh. Um, it's not bad if you do want to brave a theater, which I do not recommend. Uh, you know, I guess if you don't want to brave a theater, uh, it's on Google Play, it's on Vudu, it's on Amazon Prime for $19.99, which is the price of a DVD. Although, if you're going to spend that much money, The Mummy, which you can buy on DVD for, I think, less than that, if you look around a bit, was more fun, even if it did make a bit less sense. There you go. So make of that what you wish. And now we're going to finish the show with something that uh, this is going to be a regular thing, at least for the next few weeks. Because we, we, we're both watching a TV series, which you're probably watching, too, if you're listening to us. You probably are. Um, and I suspect it's going to be just the same as it was last week. We're still watching What If?, I am under the impression that you really liked this episode, whereas 
I, 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 uh, I liked it. I didn't really like it, but I liked it. Okay. See, I was thinking it's not a bad episode. It was, it was a right. lot of fun. There was a lot of cameos, a lot of Easter eggs. But oh my God, Becky, look at this butt. The premise is seriously, <laughs> seriously flawed. Uh, the premise for this one is, what if T'Challa had become Star-Lord? And I'm sorry, T'Challa was taken instead of Peter Quill because when Yondu and his ship landed on Earth, they grabbed the first kid they found. Ah, uh, but and, Yondu wasn't on the ship. That was the problem. Yeah, Yondu was on the ship, He was, but he didn't go outside to get the kid. Yeah, he, just, he, sent, his, he sent his moron minions out, out to do it, and they just grabbed and somebody. And his moron minions came back, and they said, it has to be the kid. See, he has two sea holes, two hear holes, one feed hole. And the other one said, all humans look alike to me. Yes. Everyone on the ship has that same issue. So I decided to write a letter. <clears throat> Did you? Dear Taserface, because he is in that movie. Yes. Humans all look alike to you. You look just like them with longer hair. So does that guy next to you and the guy behind him and the guy next to him and the guy behind him. Hell, Yondu has the same description, except he's blue. Um, I would have liked this episode a lot better if they hadn't started with the flawed premise. Because after to, that, once you get af- past that, it's it's a good episode. Yeah, it's a very good episode. They needed a better explanation for it. They because really I really did. I really like what they did with it. I mean, it's, it's a very cool idea, but they just needed a better excuse for how they managed to pull T'Challa instead of Peter Quill. And there's a very nice uh, end cap for this as to, okay, so what happened with Peter? I mean, really good. And it's really funny. Lots of the original, just like with episode one, a lot of the original actors are in this. Like, I mean, like almost everybody who voiced the characters in movies, they voiced the characters with, of course, including Chadwick Boseman, which is wonderful. And he actually is in yeah. four episodes and has a very touching dedication to Chadwick at the very end, which is that alone almost made it worth watching to me. So it's very cool. I enjoyed it. Um yeah, there were there were a few things that were kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, wish they'd gone in a different way, but I mean, again, this is these these are these what if stories. So there are so many different directions they could go. I really liked what they did with Thanos. Yes, Thanos is in this, and yes, Josh yep. Brolin plays him. I yep. really enjoyed what they did with the Collector. I thought that was a very cool, and yes, it's Benicio del Toro. So a lot of very cool moves that they did with this. I liked it. I thought it could have been better, but it was just so cool to hear Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. And that, that, that was that was totally worth it to me. So, so far, I like what they're doing. Uh, they don't hold up to the best Marvel films so far. They don't hold up to the other Disney Plus shows so far for me. Mm-hmm. But they're entertaining and they're good. I'm enjoying them. But I, I, I hope that we can get the bar higher because for me, these these things are good. But they're just not quite what I was hoping for. Yeah. Which, again, that's Marvel's fault because they set the bar so damn high. I mean, for me, these, these are still worth watching, but I'm oh, not yeah. liking this series as much as I could. Exactly. Just because of I the feel. flaws. I mean, okay, I'm going back to the first episode for just a minute because I'm doing some research. I have not heard back from the Army yet, but I have asked them how many Captain Carters there are. <laughs> Uh, because that's, I'm sorry, that's entirely too common a name. 
as evidenced by a Google search that I did this week in which I found seven different Captain Carters in the U.S. Army, including some Medal of Honor type people. There is a Captain Samantha Carter on Stargate. Yes, she got promoted in the series. There's a Captain Carrie Carter of the L.A. Sheriff's Department. There is a Captain Eric Carter of the Lawton, Oklahoma Police Department. There is a retired Captain James Jimmy Carter who flew Air Force One for President Jimmy Carter. This is a simple Google search. So saying, let's hear it for Captain Carter. No. Yeah, they needed a better code name. Oh, by, and by the way, I would like to point out that the Carter on Hogan's Heroes was just a sergeant. Yes, he was indeed. Um, and she needed a different name. Was there a Sergeant Carter in Hogan's Heroes? Yeah. Okay. There's a Sergeant Carter in Gomer Pyle, too. Lots of Carters in the military, for sure. But yeah, well, and, and again, I can see why they didn't go with Captain Britain. Although, really, since this is all about the multiverse, they could have just made her the first Captain Britain and then just flow into the next Captain Britain and then just given her a different code name now that she's in current the current time time zone time zone whatever now that she's whatever. here so yeah they needed something a little more with a little more punch that being said I really enjoyed it I mean I'm really enjoying this but to me it's a little disappointing that it could be I mean these aren't to me these are really good totally worth watching but Neither episode yet has been great for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm distracted by the flaws. Yeah, which I don't want to be. Marvel can do better. Hint, hint. And 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 that's the thing. Marvel has consistently done amazingly well, over and over and over. So so far, they're not quite there with these. And I am not even talking about the films. I'm just talking about on the shows on Disney Plus so far. So far, we've had three shows completely. Have been completed on Disney Plus, and they've all been terrific and, and very different. And so far, this isn't quite hitting that bar yet for me. No, but you know, still worth watching. So enjoy along with uh, what the other I'll call it four and a half movies. There you go, the, the other four and a half movies worth watching this week. So, you know, we've given you stuff to watch. Uh, we highly recommend it because these you can get at home. Uh, COVID is still running rampant outside. If for some reason you have to go outside, for God's sake, wear a mask. It's good for you. It's good for everyone else. Uh, if you go to a theater, still practice the, your safe distancing and all that stuff. But otherwise, if you're going to want to watch something new, may I recommend a streaming service and that you stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed! Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Hi, Benny! Looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river! Like you're on the damn side.